Hey, everybody. Welcome to tonight's Late Night Happy Hour. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky calling a small audible with uh, just Lana Berry, the host of the Lana Berry show with Lana Berry, um, which I love. It's a great title. <laughs> I like you. you have the tag there. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Molly Knight had to cancel late, but we're going to get her on uh, at some point. Hopefully the Dodgers stick out the first round uh, against the Brewers and we'll get Molly back soon because otherwise... If 2020-2020 is the Dodgers, I'm going to be real pissed. I mean, it's 2020. Anything could happen. I'm really torn between not wanting to see that happen to Molly because Molly's my friend and I know what this will mean to her, but also wanting to see her reaction if it actually happens. Like, just because she's such a passionate Dodger fan and she really genuinely cares Seeing them lose in the first round to the Brewers in, if we're really being honest, a total bullshit setup that they should have yeah. to play a best of three in the first round, having won the entire National League. I, I would be curious to see how she'd react. I just don't want to see it happen. In a best of three, Lana, not even like like a real series. In a best of three, they have to do this. Yeah, it's not ideal considering that there's really no perk for winning the division or you know having the best record in the league anymore so what's even the point like it's basically a wild card series that they earned <laughs> i mean is the best of three against a sub 500 team You're like <laughs> you might as well like just say like you guys we're gonna play a game of horse like it has that much it's relation awful. to what happened in the in in the regular season which itself was okay so you you actually have paid i mean i i think i i'm not speaking out of turn here when i say you've paid way more attention to the baseball season than andy and i have combined um okay in the sense that which i missed the whole thing like okay, well, then i missed I it. it it happened and it's it's the playoffs yeah, i've actually it. seen a decent amount just because my wife is a massive dodger fan so I, I actually have seen clearly more than Brian, if nothing else. Right. I mean, I've, I've watched the end of a lot of games because that's when basketball is over. The kids go to sleep and I see like oh, I see. the seventh through ninth or extra innings, which I love. I, I've decided. But we'll get back to that. What has been your like, had, what have you thought about all this, like this season before we even get into like the Dodgers? What is this that we're that we've watched? I, I don't even know. Like nothing makes sense this year in general. And there's so much going on in general so it, it doesn't tonight feel was like interesting real sports it feels like it feels like we're in kind of a dream and none of this actually really matters and it's a weird year because a we've got like the weird playoff setup for baseball literally anything can happen in three games in baseball like it, all bets are off it's totally pointless but beyond that we've got like, the weird <laughs> we've got true. the weird 60 game season like they had like spring training and then nothing and then spring training 2.0 and then the season started really fast so it's weird because now like is the best team gonna win does the best team ever win hardly ever is the best team gonna win this year probably not and more importantly every team that loses can can blame every single thing that's happened this year on why they didn't win unless you're the astros in which case we know why you didn't win this year but that's but the astros won today what they did win today i was surprised i'm, I'm not because 2020 
nothing surprising anymore. Well, of course, <sighs> but of course the Astros are going to win in 2020. Yeah, maybe they will win the whole thing this year. Wouldn't that be fun for everybody? Motherfuckers. Oh. That would be. I mean, can you imagine? Because, you know, this year has been so bad with blank. Just casual baseball fans, like, you know, people who have no real investment in any of this, but just don't like to see the villains win. Can you imagine the reaction to the Astros in what was supposed to be their big come up in season where they were supposed to spend the entire year basically just barnstorming around different stadiums getting booed? Yeah. <laughs> like they end up winning the World Series after not having to hear from any fans at all. Yeah, it's the worst. It's just the worst. Like, they basically didn't even get punished. And now, like, the one thing that could be taken into people's hands beyond the Joe Kelly incident is just not there anymore. Right. You weren't even allowed to throw at them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even yeah. support that kind of thing. But it's like, where is, where is the, 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 the righteous judgment here? Like the sports karma, if they win the World Series, will absolutely be non-existent, and that's horrible. I'm very angry about it. I hey, I, it's as far as I'm concerned, this year's a wash. It's just <laughs> just so. in everything. <laughs> I'm not even honestly. I mean, I, I've been carrying this for a while. I'm not even convinced that Joe Kelly meant to throw at whose ever head it was in the first Did place. You? see the video of him in the offseason where he broke that window when he was like throwing <laughs> joke, like joke honestly the place. during that game in particular if dave roberts had said go plunk him in the head i don't think he could no no, no i mean he's got the joe kelly <laughs> no but i mean he that that inning he was all over the place like he he actually has the greatest plausible deniability you know when he goes in front of baseball he's like look have you watched me like, do you honestly think that I have any control over this whatsoever? Are you well, familiar with my us, career? He gave us the one great moment from this entire yes. season. Yes. And so that's something I will carry with me forever. That one moment, like, made me like baseball again. 2017 killed baseball for me. And that one little moment really brought it back. Yeah, it, it was fun. I just I just think it's hilarious that he became this folk hero. And like, you know, the guy who finally he finally answered the call of the fans and he did what everyone. I'm like, Joe Kelly wasn't even trying to do that. No. Like if you gave him 100 more tries to do that, like he'd miss. But every he still season. played into it and it was so good. Yes. Yes. Well, no, but you have to recognize the moment. You, you like you seize what's in front of you. You do something accidentally, but to recognize the opportunity, so good. Tremendous respect. Oh yeah, he gave the people what they wanted. I just don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> but he, but it's like it's like when you fall and then you fall into like this perfect tumble. It was like that. Like he kind of <laughs> fell into it and he just rode it, and it was just. You do a little curtsy at the end. It's the op it's the opposite of when you see the person, you wave them and they ignore you and you do the little hair. Like, yeah. ooh, right. Like it's the opposite of that. It was so cool. So now, <laughs> legitimately cool. Have you been able to get into baseball at all though this year? Um no. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of baseball this year, but it still feels just really off. Like it, it's mostly um regaining my love for the weird quirks of baseball just because it's been so weird but it's been really hard to get into like the actual like this could be the year baseball like it's just like 
anything can happen. I'm not, I have the lowest of low expectations and it's just laughing at the weird Fox, you know, audience graphics and the weird. But you, you've had a great time, like DMing people to play certain music during games and like oh. it happens. Well, so this is funny because some of the teams, so normally in baseball, you're not playing music in between pitches in between at bats, maybe in between innings, definitely, but in between a pitch and an at bat that does not happen. But some teams have started playing music like in between the at bats. And it's so weird. Cause that it's like, it's a basketball thing where you just have music all the time. And the D-backs were playing the most random songs in between every at-bat. And it turns out that like someone who works in stadium ops follows me on Twitter and was like, oh, do you have requests? And I was like, <laughs> I do. Do I? <laughs> so I ended up with one. I just asked for Hot in Here by Nelly, which is like my trademark anthem. And then we just kept asking and they kept playing. We got like five or six songs played by the end of it. And it was the most I've enjoyed baseball this year outside of the show. <laughs> what, what were some of the other songs? Oh, my God. We had, oh, my God, I can't even remember now. Because they were so random. Oh, Careless Whisper was the second one. <laughs> and it was just we because some of them were kind of crowdsourced like people started asking me if to ask them to play songs and it was a really enjoyable experience they should really keep doing that because i felt very engaged in the game wasn't there somebody on the dodgers who actually had careless whispers as at bat music Granky did thank you i knew there was somebody yeah Granky did i like him I mean, I, I mean, he's still like around yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still with us <laughs> that cranky of blessed memory. <laughs> it's a shame what happened to him, today. but like, it's actually been like, I, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I check things. I see kind of what's in, like stuff happens so fast. You don't like Kenta Maeda has been amazing this year. Like stuff yeah. like that kind of flew under. And I like the twins. I just, I kind of just liked it conceptually. Um, you know, as an idea, like the, the twins, they're cute. Yeah. They play in Minnesota and they, the little cartoon guy. And they beat Parker. the Cardinals in 87. I know, but that was Don Denkinger's fault. No, that, no, was, that was 85. That was 85. That was really Kirby Puckett's fault. Yeah, for being good. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten over it. Um, but like you just like stuff like that happens too fast. And I, I haven't seen enough like completely weird statistical stuff to be completely Whoa. all in on on what could have been fun about this year like look this guy i've never heard of is hitting 900. the, the marlins, marlins made the playoffs the yeah for the first time since 2003 and you know why they made the postseason first because they missed a bunch of games because of covid but also because this year makes no sense and it's a 60 game season and all of a sudden they're just playing 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 and wait a second now it's the postseason like that's how this year felt it wasn't like a build-up to it Watching games the last two weeks wasn't that exciting, at least for me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, the playoffs are starting? But the Marlins are in it. And that's hilarious to me. And I, if the Dodgers can't win this year, I'm all in on the Marlins. Donnie, well, look, you get a former Dodger uh, manager in Donnie Who's Baseball. The He's the best. He is great. I, I really liked Don Mattingly when he was here. And it, it's, 
if you're not going to get the team that you really want, you might as well just get the weirdest one. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, and it would be hard to get weirder than the Marlins, you know, who basically, they basically were a human hotspot, like at the beginning, like a hot zone they, at the beginning of the season. Like, like the Marlins looked like they were going to single-handedly derail yeah. this entire season. And now they're Which in the playoffs. Which would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... It's it's funny in the sense that it's Florida and it's so Florida that something like that happens. Also, the Marlins are just kind of forgotten about a lot. And so if you have like this team that like hasn't made much noise in the recent years beyond just weird stuff happening and Derek Jeter and the home run dinger machine statue, you know, it's to have them be the ones who are like, we just can't have baseball this year. <laughs> Which I think if it was the Marlins, I'm pretty sure Manfred would have just been like, the Marlins are just out. Like, we're <laughs> just keep going, but the Marlins are done. Well, this is here's an interesting factoid uh, from Mean Marie's last. The Marlins always win when they get in, though. They've never That's not true. won. And they've also never won their division. <laughs> Which also means, by the way, if history holds, if the Marlins win the World Series this year, they're going to break up the team, like immediately after they win the World Series. Like, even on the Marlins? How do you break now? up the Marlins? I have no <laughs> idea. They'll figure out how. I mean, that that's basically what they do. They win a World Series and then they blow the thing up. Who's good on them? I mean, I I'm honestly asking, who is good Marlins. on the Marlins? I don't if, know. If you put a gun to my head. And said your family's life rests okay. on being able to stop. We're gonna play. Is this person a Marlin? Well, I'm, well, you, you finish your thought. I'll bring up the roster. Like, literally, like I want a Marlin or not. I would be like planning my family's funeral. <laughs> like I literally, I don't know a single person on the Marlins. I'm pretty off the top sure Alfaro was on the Marlins. I don't know who that is. Is that his I first name or last name? That's his last name. Alfaro? I was hoping it was or, one name. Jorge yeah, he he's a catcher. Rangers. Yeah, he's a catcher. One, one nothing Lana. <laughs> yeah. I was I was hoping that Alfaro was just a one named athlete, like <laughs> like Pele. That's his only name. <laughs> or Neymar. <laughs> told me Alfaro sang the theme to the latest Bond film. I've been like, okay, <laughs> I believe you. Who else no, I, is on the Marlins? Is there anyone that we know? Yes. Okay. I will I will go through and I will name all the people that I've heard of. Okay. Uh, uh, Brad Boxberger. Who? <laughs> oh, f- old friend alert. Uh, Yimi Garcia. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Brandon no. Kinsler was a Dodger briefly, wasn't he? Who? Brandon Kinsler. That Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think I'm thinking um, of Ian Kinsler. I've heard of Jose Urena. Urena. Nope. I have heard of Jesus Aguilar. Okay. Mm. Yes. I don't know who that is. I do not know who Jazz Chisholm is, but that is a great That's name. That's a great name. That, wait, what's his name? Jazz Chisholm. Oh, That's spectacular. He's my favorite player. Uh, Matt Joyce I've heard of. Yeah. Starling Marte I've heard of. Yeah. Okay, I know who Starling Marte is. Oh, Starling. my God. Can you believe this? Jazz Chisholm might be the second best name on this team because there's a fellow named Magnarius Sierra who oh, plays for the Wow. That is strong. That's a good name. Magnesia, is- Mag, Mag, what was that? 
Magnerius Sierra. That's, that's like that's... the name of a horse. It's a racehorse. <laughs> or a pro wrestler. I mean that in the nicest way possible. I'm Wait, sure that's, that's how, I'm sure that's how we think of it too. Oh my oh my god. Jazz Chisholm's actual first name is Jazz. Like it's not a nickname or a like it's or uh, shortened. Like it it's actually Jazz. What would it be short for? Yeah, what would <laughs> I have no idea. I've just I've never Nefarious? Actually, I mean, what kind of name what, whose name I've is ne Jazz? I've never heard. I've never heard of anybody being named Jazz, period. So I thought maybe it was a nickname, you know, like like for Jasmine, but for yeah. <laughs> Yes, maybe maybe Jasmine like he's Very named after named after his favorite aunt or something like that or <laughs> it was a nickname like like Tiger. <laughs> you know, like so, like I don't <laughs> I mean, you, there's no expectation that somebody's given name is Jazz. That's unusual. Oh, that yeah. part I agree with. But like, how many games did the Marlins even end up playing? Did they play all of them? 60. They got them in? Did they? Did they everybody got them get in? them in? They had a bunch of doubleheaders. <laughs> like triple headers. Uh, yeah. I, I, I looked at their record, and I believe – I'm going to double check. I think it was 31 and 29. But the um, I, I will say the the, uh, the 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 one thing I did like was checking box scores and seeing you know this team wins game two of a doubleheader in seven. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of little league and like the weekends that we would spend playing in tournaments and stuff like that. When you know the pitcher can't throw more than seven innings, you know, over the oh, weekend, man, I, you have to be done in seven. By the way, I'm I'm incorrect looking at Baseball Reference. Uh, his full name is. Jazrado, Hermes, Arrington, Chisholm. So I, I was correct in being suspicious about the idea of a guy actually being named Jazz. Okay. It also answers a question of what could Jazz be short for? We've uh, learned a lot today. Jazrado. Good work, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. He's from the Bahamas. <laughs> Guys want to call it early? I feel like we've done everything <laughs> we're going to do we're here. Done. That's it. <laughs> We put in a solid 20 minutes on what has been otherwise a, 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 a proud night for American democracy. I think we've worked harder than, than everybody else. Oh, my God. Like, I, I have never, I think, been more afraid for a moderator than Chris Wallace. Like, I really, I, like, you get like 20 or 30 minutes into this thing and you're like, where does he go from here? Because you can see he's like trying to keep control of this thing. And he's arguing with the president, just like basically wait your turn. And it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, and Chris Wallace, though, is also somebody that, you know, frankly, doesn't take a lot of shit. And, you know, he's not afraid to try to push back. But then after a while, like this whole thing became so bizarre. I'm expecting him just to like curl up in the fetal position with a bottle. I wanted to. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. total chaos within like 20 seconds. Like 20 seconds in, it, they were already talking <laughs> over each other. And I was like, uh, I can't listen to this. It was it was the presidential debate manifestation of every time out at a home Clippers game. Where oh like all of a sudden, there are acrobats in one spot and t-shirts. <laughs> And you know the, the condor is running all over the place. It's like what what the hell just happened here? The, the, like, the just... magic act where they change outfits. Yes, that's my favorite. My favorite thing about like Steve Ballmer is like he gets he owns a team. He comes in like okay, what are we doing? What do we do? Like what's our experience like? Okay, well we got acrobats and we've got like we got our our, our 
dancers and we've got some t-shirt cannons and we do the thing where the people dress up in the sumo outfits and bump into each other. And I was, okay, great. What are we doing on the second time out? No, no, no. That's the whole, that's the whole game. So no, 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 we're doing all that at once. What's the second one? Like that, that was that debate tonight. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's oh. too much for the human brain <laughs> to process and handle at one time. <laughs> I yep. feel like they should have called the debate at the moment they found out Jazz's full name was Jazarius. Like, like that, there was a moment somewhere in the first twenty minutes where that happened. Everybody should have been like, "Good, we're let's done. keep it on." If you had bet like the over under on, uh, you know, how far into this does it go off the rails? Like, if you had bet the under at one second, you win. <laughs> <laughs> like you, there, there's no under low enough. No. That you couldn't win. There was no warm up. There was no like getting into it. It was just immediate like, holy shit! <laughs> yes, that was the problem. That was the problem with tonight. Like if if the first twenty minutes had been like, hmm, okay, and then it kind of got worse as it went along. And I think, yeah, look, I mean, you like the guy, you hate the guy, whatever. Like by now, everybody knows what the deal is with Donald Trump. Like everybody's expecting at some point for this thing to just get crazy and weird or whatever. But like, you're right. There was no, it was like the guy came out of the bullpen after an injury and then they did no warm up pitches. And he was like, here we go. But it was horrible. There's also no commercial breaks. <laughs> so it just kept yes. going. And not only like they just, if they're not going to do commercial breaks, just do like, okay, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to pull it together. We all needed a break. They definitely needed a break. Just like keep it like on on track, and just pull it in. Be like, okay, we're gonna stop here for one minute, <laughs> just so everyone can not cry. <laughs> I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet where you volunteered to pay for a commercial break. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was just like, what do I have to do? I just want one commercial break just so I can decompress for a second because it's too much. Yeah. I mean, like it really just like before even the first question had been answered, you're just like, oh, Jesus. Like, I, is this really where this saying. is? No, it was just crazy. Like um, <laughs> me and Marie's last said I was waiting for Steve the bouncer from Jerry Springer to come out. Like it just was nuts. And to answer the question uh, Granted LA had, why can't they mute the mics problem solved? The problem with that, I think, is A, the more you start muting, the more you're going to inevitably seem to some people like you're taking sides. But also, too, like there is a certain amount of interruption that I think is accepted with this. It just went way the hell off the rails tonight. But I think it would be very, very, it would be very difficult to be the muter, like the person in charge of that. I mean, they're supposed to have certain periods of time that go uninterrupted. And I think that just preemptively on both sides, just be like, we're going to mute you for the next two minutes. Yeah, Shut it the was, hell up. You're it muted. was. No one it can was. hear you. You probably still see like Trump like mouthing words because he'd still be talking, <laughs> thinking that he's getting words in, but just he's muted. It was crazy. Okay, really quick, because you brought uh, Brian had brought up uh, the Clippers Entertainment, and uh, I think then Lana, you brought up the the, the guys who they change clothes. The yeah. act, uh, yeah, quick change, love them. Quick change, yeah. And I guess spoiler alert for anybody who has ever wondered this and doesn't. Do you know how they do that? Because I've always wondered how they actually no, do that. I don't. I know. find it legitimately amazing <laughs> every, every time. 
we've watched the same act for a decade. <laughs> and every single time I sit there and I stare at it, because sometimes you can see little gaps in their little curtains or whatever. And I have no fucking clue how they do it. And then she changes her hair. You need to like, explain to people because people might not understand. Okay. Quick change for people who don't know. Quick change is the second best act in uh, the halftime thing behind What's Red the Panda. One? who the Red Panda. She's oh, the goat. Okay. Red Panda, for people who don't know, I don't know who doesn't know. Red Panda is the person who rides the giant unicycle and flips bowls onto her head and never misses. Um, third is the amazing Slotic, the old guy who climbs up and does handstands on the chairs. Like the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly like the circus. But Quick Change is a is a is a man woman act, and they run around in circles, and it's very old fashioned sort of magician-y Vegas-y type thing and he the guy like puts this like ribbon and circles around the the woman and shakes something and she changes her clothes and like yeah. all of a sudden she's wearing a red dress and then she's wearing a green dress and then they do it again and it's like they just it's the same and thing super fast. 10 minutes, and I have it's no really fucking fast. clue how they do it and I've always wanted to know how it's hard to explain without it sounding like not as exciting and interesting as it actually is because every time I'm just like how Okay, I'm glad to hear that reaction from both of you because I my fear was that you were going to both start laughing because the explanation is so obvious. Like I no, I can't for the life of me figure out how. Like Red Panda, like I can't do what she does on that unicycle with the bowls, but I understand how she does it. Like conceptually, you just practice stacking a bunch of bowls on on your foot and flipping them on your head and. You either can do it or you can't, but I get how it happens. Yeah. I have no idea how they do that. I don't know. And maybe someone does know and will tell us. I don't know that I want to know. I feel like it just adds to the mystique of it. I remember the first time I saw it, though, because you're just kind of like, what is what's happening here? Oh, okay. And then it just keeps going and it's just increasingly impressive. And it just really stays with you, stays in your heart, burns, you know. It's unbelievable. I'll be honest with you, like, who's that, who's like the, is it David Blaine, like the, like the, the magician illusionist guy who's kind of a dick and, but does like, like crazy shit. Like, I don't know that. Yeah. I, but like, he does all kinds of weird things that are like amazing. I am no less curious about how he does that, this like giant production stuff that's on you know, 17 networks and he gets paid like a billion dollars for then what the quick change people do. Like yeah, I find them equally mystifying. Yeah. But they, they also like to, to Brian's point, they seem much nicer than David Blaine. Like they, they the quick change man and woman seem much more pleasant you should have to be them around. On the show. Oh, that's a great idea. We really should have them on. Although I got to be honest with you, Lana, I don't think they do that for free. Like, I don't think Quick Change does anything for free. But you don't have to have them perform on the show. I don't think they do. I mean, I'm talking about coming on here and doing this. Like, just talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's certainly one way to do it. (laughs) Start a GoFundMe if you need to. Have it crowdsourced. And get them on here. I mean, they should do it for free just because it's fun. But, you know, do what you got to do. At least ask. That's true. The answer is always no until you ask. I mean, we, we might as well 
figure but, that but, out. Maybe their fees, what, like 50 bucks? You never, you never know. It's I have a feeling it's more than 50. I mean, I'm sure it's more than 50, but maybe you could get them for 50. 55. <laughs> Should I, I be charging for being here? I, I will do. How about that? I wonder if we could do it. What if we could get all of them? Like, just get all of them and go like septuple box with the quick change people, the amazing Slotic, Red Panda, and just do all of them in one night. Ooh. That would be such, you know what you should do though, is do that as like some sort of fundraiser thing online. And then they feel like they have to do it because it's for a good cause. Oh, that's right. That charity. is true. A, a real charity. one or do we have to actually have a real one in mind or can we just fake it? <laughs> I mean, look, if things don't pick up pretty soon, the GoFundMe could legitimately be for me and Brian. Right. Well, okay, <laughs> it so could actually be the charity. For you. Also, too, were we talking about David Blaine or Chris Angel? I think both of them are equal in my mind in terms of what we were discussing. <laughs> I mean, aren't you definitionally aren't most illusionists just kind of That's apple. what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I mean, I Doug the Magic Castle. And except Doug Henning. Doug Henning seemed very nice. You've been to the Magic Castle? Yeah, a really long time ago. Yeah, I've been long long ago it's a, it's an interesting place but yeah. you know it's i went once and that was okay like i know yeah. some people it's like a big deal for some people and i was like like I'm, i don't know it's just it's an interesting experience i just want to know i really just want to know how they do that because i mean it, it's one of those things that i mean brian and i have been to so many nba games now at you know at this point and doing this for our careers so we've seen a lot of quick change no idea. Never gets old. They've changed almost nothing in the act, too. Yeah. So like even like the costume. I mean, I, kudos to that lady for staying the same size over ten years. I know I haven't, but like I don't even think I don't think they've they've invested in like new costumes. Even like it's pristine. It's just, oh, we'd also have to get those Russian people who bounce the people on the acrobats on the on the bendy pole. Like that, that, they're not, they're who you get when you can't get all the other people. I think. You got to get all of them for your charity fundraiser for TBD and <laughs> TBD camera, save the Brothers <laughs> fundraiser. The, the dog, the little dog, like the little chihuahua who does tricks on the oh, basketball is also adorable. That's yeah. one of my personal favorites. That dog is, do you have a dog? Cause I know Molly's all in a pirate. Not right now. It's really bad. I know it's very surprising for me too. What have you had a dog in the past? Yes, I have had a dog before, and I'm a huge dog person, and I love dogs, and I talk about dogs all the time, and we always talk about because I want I want to get a new rescue dog, and we talk about it all the time, but um, it just hasn't happened yet. So I was so excited actually, like it made me feel really cool and awesome. Uh, there was a recent NBA game where they cut back. It might have been Lakers Nuggets actually. They cut back to the virtual fans, and they were all holding dog, mostly dogs, but a few cats. Oh. That they that all of them were rescues from uh, best friends, the animal shelter oh. out here. Which there are no kill; they're great, and they're actually where we got our dog. So I, I, it made me like really, really excited that like okay. seeing them get a shout out. I, I recommended that I'm on Twitter. I would love to see them get you know more people coming in. They, they're a terrific shelter. You know, our dog is amazing. She's fantastic. Um, and they did a really good job hooking us up with her and matching us. So highly recommend uh, Best Friends Animal Shelter um, if anybody's looking for a dog 
or a cat. Andy, and to his credit, Andy is very good about rescuing animals. Andy's cat is also a re- Andy's cat was rescued from a bucket. Just yes, a bucket. he's a bucket cat. My friend Todd uh, was driving somewhere and he saw, I believe they were nuns, actually. They they had rescued these kittens. <laughs> I thought they'd you were going to say abandoned them. No, no, no. The nun, the, the nuns, Brian. My God. They, they're, they're women of God. Give, the, give them a little more credit. But uh, they, they rescued these kittens that I guess their mother either got separated from them or I guess could have abandoned them. I'd like to think better of that, that mother cat. But anyway, they, they were separated way, way too young from their mom. And they put them in this bucket and didn't really know what to do with them. Like according to my friend and my friend just took the entire bucket of kittens and got them all adopted. So my cat was, I guess, separated from its mom at this super young age that you could totally like when I first got her, she was little enough that I could actually put her in my hand. Like I could palm her and you can tell that she was never properly weaned because she does that on me. Like she'll just sit in my lap and just basically mimic like she's on her mom, you know, oh. getting, getting milk. And it's both adorable it's weird. and it makes me a little sad. <laughs> how, how old is the cat now? Cat's 15. I'm just watching Andy's 15 year old cat trying to latch is a little strange. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, she she's little. I mean, she she's unfortunately got some health problems. She's oh, no. really skinny. She's like a five pound cat now. Yeah. Um, my daughter calls her the skinny legend. Um, she's just so little, but yeah, she's fifteen, and wow, it's 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 sad to watch her get so skinny. But she seems not to be uh, uncomfortable or anything. Yeah, I think my cat got was always small he was a feral cat that we adopted and he was mean his whole life but that's not the point the point is he <laughs> was small and really skinny and we thought he was dying for like five years and he lived until he was like 18. yeah we well, when i took has an aunt who does that but not everybody has a cat who does that all right hold on i'll be right back <laughs> I, I, he I think he's going to get the cat yeah <laughs> Wasn't Bucket of Cats, I feel like Bucket of Cats would have been a good name for like the first version of your podcast. Yeah. I think it would have been bad. Yeah. Oh, here we come. Oh my God. Yeah. What's the cat's name? Uh, Belle. Oh. Um, here we go. Belle Bucket. Oh yeah, she is super into this. (laughs) (laughs) Does Belle also like Quick Change? By the way, I'm th- I'm two letters into what TBD is our charity could stand for, uh, and so far it's the tendonitis bursitis something. And the best oh. word I can come up with is department. But oh that's not a department. Yeah, <laughs> I need a better word for D. Jeez, granted, LA. There's a nicer way to ask. How old is that thing? <laughs> Fifteen. Grant. I just you. turned forty-five. Granted. <laughs> oh, you mean the cat? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they, they it's it's funny. Like she's she's got a thyroid issue. Like she has she no. has to be on a special diet and stuff like that. And before we figured out what was going on, her behavior started getting just completely out of control. And she was just like sprinting all over the house and like sometimes peeing and crapping in just random weird places. And we couldn't figure and she was just constantly meowing. 
and we couldn't figure out what was going on. So we finally took her to the vet. Like we hadn't taken her to the vet in a long time because she's so uncooperative. They can't examine her like they like her carrier has all these different stickers with C that stands for caution. Um, and like her file was like may bite, will bite, absolutely bites. And like just kept bite. getting, it, got, it just kept getting worse. Um, but they 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 figured it out that it was a thyroid issue. And also like the way they explained it, it's basically it feels to them like they're on a 24 seven Coke binge. And like it just never stops and they're just sped up oh. constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do I mess oh. with my thyroid? <laughs> and the problem is, what exactly? Fun. <laughs> Some cats have all the luck, man. The next day, Andy shows no up. Wonder in the position. cat got so skinny. Andy's that is in true. His internist office the next day, going, "I got a thyroid problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it straight to Vegas. Here we go." <laughs> oh man so what what happens if like what if the dodgers win a world series this year i don't know i think like, it's weird if you're a dodger fan do you really want them to win this one like what if this is the one they win and then they go like this becomes the new 1988 and you got to wait another like 25 years for another world series is that going to be really satisfying to people no. no it's not but part of it is let's you know, a weird season. It's a short season, but also, like, you can't even go to any of these games unless, like, Manfred allows people to go to the World Series inside the bubble, which seems like an oxymoron to me, by the way. Like, how do you have a bubble and then say, what? We want fans there. It's no longer a bubble if there are fans present. But, like, it, it just, like, there's no, like, rooting for your team the whole way in the regular season, going to games. And I know not everyone goes to games, and that's not everyone's experience with a team. But it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's cathartic enough. I mean, the Lakers, for example, at least went through a season. Like, they, they – I mean, it's a weird one, and, like, they're, they're winning they're, – they're in Orlando and all that. But they played 60-whatever games before it stopped – and then they went and they played a real playoffs without, you know, yeah. the rules didn't change and all. It's just, it was just different. Like, I, I feel like that would have a better conclusion if the Rams won a Super Bowl this year, if they managed to get through the season. We saw, you know, the news today with Tennessee. Like, that would be weird, but like, it would be 17 games and they kind of get through it. And again, the rules didn't change, I guess, other than like the practice squad and stuff like that. I just, I don't, I don't like if the Cardinals won a World Series this, this year, I would be like, eh. You know, yeah, I like I, 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 the Dodgers winning. It'd be great for the city under normal circumstances. I root for them. Do they even I, have a parade? I don't think you can. I don't think you can have a parade. Fans it's like a assemble. weird thing that just happens, yeah. and then we just move on with our lives. If, if the Angel, I mean, if the Angels in Orange County, if they had somehow managed to get in the playoffs and uh, won a World Series, I guarantee they'd do a parade up there. I mean, they, they've totally they've so, totally thrown caution to the wind in Orange County. Yeah, they, they don't care anymore, except for Disneyland, which still can't open. <laughs> people, yeah. people would assemble, though, right? Like, they just meet somewhere and do it. But, like, the team can't – you can't stage a real rally in a parade. Like, you can't do that. There's no – you can't do it. No. That's bad PR. I mean, I, I, I just don't know what would happen. I think Molly and I said yesterday when she and I were talking – 
that she's like, I wonder if they would do like some sort of like drive through type situation where they like charge you to like drive through like <laughs> near the stadium. So wait, so would you be in your own car, just like yeah, drive car, just like <laughs> wave? Are you? People? I don't know. So it's like, well, like, the are parade. the Dodgers like? So is it basically? Is it like a reverse parade where like I the guess. Dodgers are basically stationary and everybody <laughs> drives around? Yeah, them? I don't know how she's envisioning <laughs> this situation. That. That's actually genius. (laughs) I know what you do is you stage because the parking lot is so big. You just stage different people around the lot and different like, oh, we're going straight to lot F because that's where Kenley is. You know, like that's how we're doing it. (laughs) It's like one of those like Christmas, like the Christmas, uh, Christmas lights streets (laughs) where you have to like kind of caravan through. But it's. But it's Dodger players. Oh, it's, it's like what they—it's like what they do. Uh, the, the Christmas lights at the zoo. Like you know, there's that one area oh, where the they you're lights. on the yeah. yeah, and you're on the train. Like yeah. that—that's the way you do this. And like you know, you you yeah. go by one section, and you'll just see like Justin Turner by himself with like one of those squirt guns, <laughs> and he's like spraying people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so it's so bizarre. I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Like it's about the most fun way you could do this because they can't have an actual parade. Yeah, like, we can't the, have anything. We can't have an actual anything this we year. Can't have, we cannot have a damn thing. So. It's the worst. It is the but you know like we were talking before about the the Lakers. Like I I think if the Lakers manage to win the, this championship, it's going to feel like a real championship. Not yeah. just because you know they played most of the season before it happened. We also know that. Being in that bubble was hard. So, like, in a lot of ways, this is a harder championship to win than just the typical one that you go through in the playoffs. The Dodgers, if they win this year, I'm not saying it's illegitimate or anything, but it it doesn't feel harder in any way. It just feels like they won a World Series. It just feels random. Every Whatever happens this year feels feels random. random. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I think you can – maybe argue that it's harder than usual because there wasn't as much prep and because there's like basically an extra round of the playoffs. But to me, it feels more random. A three game series is so random. We're literally like one misplay can probably cost you the entire postseason. Right. Yeah. It's like, how can the Brewers beat the Dodgers? Because it's a three game series. Like literally anything can happen. They could beat them in a three game series in the regular season. So like, do you do you know that like the name of the guy who's starting for the Brewers in Game One tomorrow is like, like Bill Suter or something? Like, I've literally never heard of the guy. He might as well play for the Marlins. I don't know well, who he is. It's because their like star pitcher got hurt. Right, but like that guy could so throw the game of his life. He could have a career game. He could throw no hitter. Stranger things have happened. That's how well. That's how bullshitty baseball is, and that's why like the three game series sucks because it's not like any other sport. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's total random crap. Things happen all the time, and in the three game series, it's just like the chance of the better team. You know, there's still a chance, but bullshit's gonna rain no matter what in a three game series. But and so, but after this round, then they move to like one place, and everybody plays in the same spot, and it's best of seven, right? Well, yeah, they have two bubbles. Okay. They're having a bubble here and a bubble in Texas. Te- Texas. 
So the American League bubble's here and the National League bubble's in Texas. Right. So the Dodgers are going to leave Los Angeles. Well, so I think and it's go because, play somewhere else. Why they did it, but no one has home field essentially. Okay. But is it home field if there are no fans? I guess you know you well, know your neutral. home. You know it's your home park. Site. Yeah, you know your home park and the little nooks and crannies. There's no and home beds, is what it really is. Right. Like there, there's no creature comforts of being at home, which I personally feel like the Dodgers at least. Are, I mean, I know they're getting that in this wild card round. Like, yeah. they, you know, they actually get to, I, I guess, live at home unless, like, they're doing something. No, home. I think everyone's having to, like, quarantine because they before the bubble. And Jesus, what was the point of that? I mean, like, I feel like the Dodgers are being punished for actually winning the the National League. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I mean, this, this, yeah, I mean, like, for this, they might as well just like, well, screw it. As long as we get in, who cares? I mean, because th- there's... I'm not worried about them because they, they've they been really good. I mean, they did exactly what I thought they would do before the season began, which was put a hammerlock on, yeah. at minimum, the division by 20 or 30 games in. The Padres, just, though. Yeah. They're kind of fun. I like I like what they're I mean. I like year. the it's uniforms. It's fun are, that there's competition. Yeah. Um, maybe not in, like, a short season with, like, bullshit playoffs, but – Generally speaking, it's more fun when there's another team in the division that's like going to offer some sort just of challenge. one team. Like sometimes the just one team, right? Someone sometimes the NL West has literally been like the Dodgers and four minor league teams, right? But it's just, the AFC. It's the AFC East of baseball. Yeah. Or the NFC East right now. Oh my god, that yeah, division. We'll talk about it. It's just so painfully terrible. That division is straight trash. It's straight <laughs> it trash, and it's my team's in it, and it's just like every week feels like a nightmare. Cowboys? Yes. My wife's a Cowboys fan. Oh, uh, it's just not great. As I as I talked to her about after the Seattle loss, you guys have had a legit tough schedule to open things up. You yeah. guys, I think you guys are without question the best team in that utterly trash division. Not really saying a lot. I didn't say it's saying a lot. I just said you're better than the other three trash teams. Do do with that what you will. I felt like the last game was okay. Yeah. Like even I mean, though they lost, I felt like it could have been worse. The games before that were real bad. How do you yeah. be, how did you become a Cowboys fan? Because you're from not Dallas. Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> I was born you, in Dallas. I didn't think you grew up there. Yeah, I lived there until I was like nine, and then I lived oh. in Idaho, and then I lived in Austin. Okay. See, I thought the Idaho thing was longer. I lived there for like six years. Okay. It's a good run. It's a good amount of time. I lived there from like third grade through eighth grade. You felt like you got the, got the hang of it, got the kind of the gist of Idaho. Yeah, I got and it was, the gist. I it was love time Idaho. to go. Yeah, it's time to go. What, what is living? I've only met one other person from Idaho, like in my life, like anybody who actually grew up there. What is living in Idaho like? Um,. I was a grand champion sheep owner in 4-H. I won a trophy that I still have. Um, sheep what? Yeah, so I raised sheep for 4-H. Oh, sheep owner. Okay. I, I, and I won grand champion. I, I raised two different sheep, and the second one, um, I won grand champion. My wife did the same thing, but she's from Texas. She did the same <laughs> thing 4-H, but with pigs. Oh, see? Was, was the... Uh, Parting experience traumatic for you? So 
it wasn't traumatic because it's you're prepared for it. You know that it's like you know going into it that this is going to happen. But I will say plus who that, doesn't like mutton? So okay, so what happens <laughs> for anyone who's unfamiliar with 4-H? It's basically um if you're raising an animal for 4-H, what happens is you get like a baby animal, essentially, and you raise it for, you know, a very short period of time, just like a m several months, I think. And um, then you have to show it at the fair. And then when you show it at the fair, it gets auctioned off. Yes. And so... You know, you can kind of maybe talk yourself into like what your animal's getting auctioned off for, but my sheep literally got sold to the grocery store I went to. <laughs> so, God, that's it awful. Wasn't traumatic, but I don't eat lamb. <laughs> I still what, have, like have an issue with because like, of that. Like, yeah, I just I think I've had lamb like a few times, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it tastes okay, but like generally speaking, I'm just like, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, like, because my my wife said it was hard for her when she when she had there she had one pig in particular that she was really attached to, and I, I can't remember its name. I keep thinking it's Babe, but then I keep thinking, no, that's the that's the movie. <laughs> Romeo. Its name was Romeo. That's what it was. It was Romeo, and she said it was like, it, and you know, she grew up you know, Texas, like, you know, it, there's not a lot of sympathy for vegans out there. Like, you know, it's a very yeah. new culture, but yeah. even, even knowing all that, knowing why you were doing all this, she said like moving on from Romeo was pretty tough. Like that was hard. Do you yeah. name, did you name the sheep? Yeah. Yeah. So the first, my first sheep was Betsy Ross and my second <laughs> sheep was Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> Wait a minute. So young Lana Berry, raised sheep and named them after feminist icons knowing that they would be sold off for slaughter in the end. Yeah, that's, I was in like fourth grade. That's dark. <laughs> it feels very anti-feminist to be honest. And actually, you know what this gets yeah. to? It gets to the thing that always confuses me about pinatas and superheroes. How like you get the Spider-Man pinata and like and you beat the crap out. Like pinatas should be like Putin or, you know, Mussolini. Like yeah. you should never yeah. like, you should be bad people. Yeah. Bad people. Yeah. No. So how, which was the, which was the one? Was it Susan B. Anthony or Beth? Susan Rock? B. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Standing on the shoulders of giants. I get it. And, yeah. It was a really proud moment for me because going into it, I was told <laughs> that she was too fat. And um, then the judges disagreed. And that's like my one trophy that I have is like this giant sheep trophy. My claim to fame. She she made me a pretty penny, and I was really excited about that. And then I had to think about it. And I was like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of you for not letting your sheep get fat shamed. Like you know, oh, you were you were fat. Did you tell her she was too fat? I did not tell her she was too fat. She okay. was told she was too fat by like I don't remember the scenario. Like someone came to like check her out and see how she was coming along and like basically <laughs> shamed me because she was too fat. Moment on the lips, Susan. And yeah, like, I wasn't doing it to be grand champion. I was doing it because I was just like, I saw my friend had like baby sheep. So, okay. In Idaho, we all have like lots of land. And so someone had baby sheep at my friend's house. And I was like, I want one of those. And then I figured out how to get one through 4-H. <laughs> 
And so I did that twice just because I thought it'd be fun and not because I was hyper competitive and trying to sell sheep to the grocery store. <laughs> that, that, for, that first trip in the grocery store. No, going. we looked. I was like, my parents were like, do you think that's her? And I was like, this is not. Every time, every time you walk by the case, it Just a little bit. Like, especially Lam. that first month after, it was just like, it, it could be her. Like, this is upsetting. I can't imagine. I'm screaming, Clarice. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say it's the sheep thing. I lived in like a ski resort town. So um, it's probably a different experience than like a lot of people in Idaho. It's like a really small like cluster of towns. And Which um, one? Sun Valley. Okay. Right. So like Bruce Willis and Demi Moore basically like owned the whole area. Maybe they bought your sheep? What? Maybe no, they bought they, your sheep. They didn't own the grocery store. Well, but I mean, but they shopped. It was some I mean, man in a cowboy hat. I don't remember anything beyond that. Okay. But um, it's, I loved Idaho. I just. Is it, it, isn't that, is Sun Valley, Idaho, is that, remember, did, did you see recently Bruce Willis ended up like quarantining? Yeah. With they Demi- still have a house there. Is that where they were? Yeah. And Haley. Yes. Yeah. They like basically he was with like Demi Ashton and like the other part of their mixed family, just like quarantining with the ex-wife. Play with one of their kids. I think rumor. I think it was in a play with her, like in middle school. But it was just like a weird thing because like a bunch of famous people lived there, and I remember thinking that was really cool. But it was just like a very small area and everyone knew not to bother anybody. And so everyone was just very friendly and, but it's kind of a weird, a weird little place. Well, I remember actually when they, they put uh sun Valley sort of like nationally on the map, like when, when they decided to touch down there and like yeah. get a house and stuff. Like I remember that being like a really big deal because that's back when they were this, you know, huge power couple. They bought so much of that town. Like they bought the movie theater and they bought like a bunch of different businesses there. He opened like a nightclub next to the movie theater. He opened up a restaurant that's still there and he bought, they just bought like tons of businesses and stuff like that. And then I think they sold most of it when they um, got divorced, but it was just like, they kind of had this huge presence there. She had a house specifically for her doll collection and we would like drive by it sometimes and it was so creepy like just for not like not like a museum that you could go into that she had a house just to house her dolls. Like was it a big house? Yeah. It was like a Victorian style. I think it was Victorian style. It was like this full-size house. Did people also live in it or just the dolls? I think the dolls just lived in it. That's exceedingly creepy. <laughs> like that's uh, first of all that is the definition of FU money right there. Like really truly like I've got so much money and I can't figure out what to do with it. I'm going to buy a house for some dolls that don't even know any of this is happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You mean like a dollhouse. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> a house. For my dolls. <laughs> they're, they're not the same thing. Like yeah. in our, our parents every year um, hope they can do it this After year. After they bought a house for Andy's dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they can do it this year. They do this uh, like timeshare um <laughs> Vernon Song said, and that's how the sixth sense came to be. They do this uh timeshare in Balboa, uh Balboa Island. Oh. And on, on, the, 
on the island yeah they they run a house for like a couple months i want to say it's a timeshare because people who do timeshares are generally stupid <laughs> right no. Okay. Well, no timeshares are a terrible idea if you own a timeshare like in like it's a it's a horrible investment okay it's yeah, a house rental they just run right. a house okay they they run a house but on the island because you know we, we've been visiting down there for years so you you learn all the houses on this island because it's yeah. small there is a house that is oh, basically yeah. all filled with teddy bears. Yes. I mean, like stacks and stacks, stacks going back, stacks going up. It is all teddy bears, but I'm pretty sure actual humans live in there. It's really creepy. Yes. That house is definitely haunted. Well, it's it's definitely socially awkward. I mean, I can oh. tell you that much. Like, that's a weird-ass house. Would be like, I know, like, for example, like, let's say I met my... Uh, eventually became wife first time i go to her house it's filled with bears or dolls like in that way that's probably like a deal breaker you walk away and you go i'm glad i left with my life how many circles beyond that do you get before you have to disassociate yourself with someone is it their parents like if you go to their their parents house and it's like that do you then have to be like eh, i don't know or is that okay or is it like their grandparents like well, I think you need to understand away. their perspective on it. Like, if they're like, yeah, so we're going to go in this house, and it's going to be really fucking creepy, <laughs> and I just want to prepare you for it, then you know they're not really on board with it, and you're like, okay, this is fine. Like, we just acknowledge that we all have weird family members who are into weird stuff, but if they're just, like, acting like it's totally normal, <laughs> that might be a red flag. <laughs> Or they like you go, okay. I just want to tell you, my parents have a few stuffed animals, right? <laughs> you know, they kind of like stuffed animals, so you might see a couple just laying around the house, you know, just, just so you know, so you don't think it's too weird. Or if you say, um, when you get in there, like, um, hey, you know, D Don, Dave, whatever, <laughs> what Jazz. good improv, yeah, <laughs> really, everybody, yes, and please. Um, what's the deal with all those stuffed animals? And they say, what stuffed animals? Right. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm going to put on a poll on Twitter. Uh, what is creepier, a house entirely filled with dolls or a house entirely filled with I think we all dolls. know it's the house. The answer is dolls. dolls. You think it's not dolls? Close. I don't think we need It's a not point. even close. <laughs> <laughs> Just a typical, normal ventriloquist family. Eight generations. <laughs> That's like asking, like, is it creepier to have a house full of clowns or a house full of puppies? <laughs> right. I mean, that's a stupid question. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, pull up if you want, but I mean, no, no, because there, there are people who actually have fears of clowns or fears of dolls. Um, I've never heard of anybody who actually has a fear of, of stuffed animals. It's weird. Like we're acknowledging that it's very strange, but. If you walk by a house and you just see a bunch of little doll faces, that's a lot more jarring and like mm -hmm. a visceral kind of way other than just like, oh, that's weird. Look at all those teddy bears. Especially like, oh old-fashioned dolls, like old-timey, you know, turn like of the century from the aughts. Yeah. 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 How close did you actually get to this house? Uh, I mean, you can drive right by it. It was just like on like a main like little street you just walk right up to it i don't think we did but everybody knew about this house that is so weird i know but like really truly like that's really when you know you're doing well for yourself yeah when like when you can look at that and go you know what honestly not a terrible investment 
Like it, it's really okay. I, yeah. I can do this. It also means you have a fuck ton of dolls. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, That's I mean, too many I dolls. it's more at that point of like wealth and success, probably more of a sign of your doll amount than like the <laughs> price of the house. Because I mean, it's a big house, but it's not like a multi-million dollar house. It's, like, not a, it's not a good way to solve your hoarding problem. She might have spent more money on the dolls than the house at that time. So, you know, it's, if this we're talking like 1994. So, you know. You know, maybe it was like, the 90s. Maybe like a few hundred thousand dollar house, which isn't nothing. But at that level, she probably had like a million dollars worth of dolls. But I was going to say, I mean, but the, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a three to four hundred thousand dollar house, I guess, isn't a massively expensive house. But when you think about it in terms of it's a house for dolls right. and not humans, that's massively expensive. Like that's a really expensive house just for your dolls. Hey, I mean, whatever works for you. That's that's crazy. I know people like to say no judgment, like you know, this is the. No sometimes I don't think that's the right way to live. <laughs> Some things deserve to be judged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if she still has that house. I gener I have no idea. I think you can Google it. I think there's information on the internet about this house, but I don't know if it if it's still there or not. Because hmm. I know they sold so much of their properties. When they got divorced, I actually thought they sold their big house, but I, they might have kept that since they were quarantining there. I mean, you should uh, reach out to the one that you were in the play with over Twitter. Yeah, and, be like, hey. <laughs> see if she remembers you. Still got that weird ass dollhouse. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Hey, remember me? We were in the play together. Hey, remember that one time like 20 years ago? <laughs> Do you remember what play it was? Oh, it's like big river or big something. I don't remember something like that. I don't, I don't even remember. I remember very little about it, but um, <laughs> not enough that I could make references to it. And even if I could, it would still be weird. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. How far do you think the Dodgers go ultimately? That's an impossible question to answer. Nobody's going to hold you to it. No, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I have no expectation. I think they could easily make it to the World Series. And I also think they could easily get knocked out in the first round because, like, it's just a total crapshoot. It feels like getting out, knocked out by Milwaukee wouldn't necessarily be easy. Like, they're not very good. I would think that they would make it at least through the first round. Well, but see, but to me, the first round is the scariest. The first round's the scariest, and it's weird, and it's, you know, literally anything can happen. All it takes is one pitcher having a good game or one hitter having a good game or, on the other end, one pitcher having a bad game and, like, someone, like, misplaying a bunch of balls. Like, it's just comes going to come down to, like, who can pull through twice. That's it. Just twice. Okay. Um, by the way, I just saw uh, RadarOnline.com. Uh, Demi Moore is doll crazy. Months <laughs> after it was revealed that the actress was dating living doll Masha Manzuka, the About Last Night beauty, wow, they're stretching back, has ponied up $2 million to ensure her vast collection of toy pals. And the 56-year-old former Brat Packer has ex-husband Bruce Willis to thank for her freaky figurine fetish. Dished an insider, Bruce gifted Demi with a figurine fetish. That is a yes. very radar online 
line Bruce, there. Bruce uh, gifted Demi with her first doll. When he saw how happy it made her, he began buying her dolls for any and every occasion. See, okay, that to me <laughs> sounds like when someone gets you something and you're like, oh my God, thank you. Like, that's so nice. That was such a nice, like, that was so thoughtful, especially when you're first dating and you're just like, wow, thank you for thinking of me. And then, like, the other person gets it in their head that, like, wow, she really likes dolls. I'm just going to keep your dolls. And she's like, okay. All right, Bruce. Like, all of a sudden, now you got to get your house for him. Okay, thank and you. And then it gets too far, and you can't say, like, 10 years in, look. I really hate dolls. You have to stop. Like at some point, you're just like, fine, just put them in this other house so I don't have to see them. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, the, uh, the source revealed that when Demi was married to Ashton Kutcher, he'd sometimes get so weirded out by the dozens of dolls she insisted on keeping in their bedroom that he'd get up in the middle of the night and move them. They really creeped him out. Ooh. That's more information than I needed. and <laughs> But also totally understandable. Also makes me feel like I have a lot of credibility now because I know what I'm talking about. No, you knew about this well before I did. Like you, you, I, I'm not gonna say you broke this, but I you didn't did. know she had them in the bedroom and he had to move them because they were so creepy, but that does make sense. Yeah. I mean, on a lot of levels, I don't think there's a certain point in your life where you get a little too old to have toy pals, mm. but they're not toys. They're creepy collectibles. It's like the Seinfeld episode when that girl that George is dating has that doll that looks like his mom. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how I'm envisioning this whole scenario. Do, do the dolls all look like like Demi or Bruce? <laughs> they look like female Bruce's. Oh, I don't know, but still, I don't know. that is a <laughs> that is a weird weird thing all right so you're not yeah. going to predict anything with the dodgers i think that's fair no it's impossible to predict this year this like making a prediction would be the stupidest possible thing i could do okay before we go it's not that dumb <laughs> well surely there's something else you could do <laughs> definitely come up with something dumber before we go though you got to tell the story of your certain little linkedin friend oh my god <laughs> You talked about this on your podcast. We're not we forgot. Yeah, they should listen to my podcast because it's a good story. Okay, I'll tell it. So in this week's podcast, which came out today, which you should listen to, it has Molly on it. So if you came, if you started watching this expecting to watch both me and Molly, just listen to that instead. But um, I shared a story in which Terry Francona added me on LinkedIn out of nowhere, like a few years ago, and um, endorsed me. You know how you can endorse people on LinkedIn for their special skills? He endorsed me for blogging, which <laughs> I don't have a blog, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it would still be weird if I did have a blog. But um, yeah, so I shared that story <laughs> I've never talked to him. I don't, we don't know each other. Um, I don't know that he doesn't follow me on Twitter. I don't know. Is he on Twitter? I, I don't know if he is, but he doesn't follow me on Twitter. So um, look. was this you know, while he was managing the socks or when he was between jobs? I think it was when he was between jobs. So he, this is what he was doing in case anyone was wondering what he was doing in between jobs. He was on LinkedIn. I think he was probably looking to see like, maybe you could help him get a gig. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe he wanted to improve his own blogging. You know, like he was looking for a blogging he mentor. He should have asked me. You would have helped because him. I just remember, nervous. I got a notification, which I don't even know why at that time I had LinkedIn notifications on my phone because I don't usually have that app on my phone because I'm just not on there very much. But I just remember I saw like Terry Francona has like sent you an invite or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> what? And it was, it was like a weird moment because there are people, which P.S. This is like the worst possible use of your time. There are people who um, impersonate like celebrities on LinkedIn. I don't know what the really? end game is there, but um, I was like, is this someone pretending to be Terry Francona, which would be really sad. And then I saw it and we had like mutual connections in sports. And I was just like, this is Terry Francona. Weird. And I'm, I'm grateful that I never got like a creepy message from him or anything, but it was just like a standalone thing and nothing else ever, you know, nothing beyond I got endorsed for blogging happened. <laughs> So right, thank I, you. I liked it. I liked it. Like subsequent people who came to your LinkedIn profile then looked at it and said, oh, "Terry Francona said it would have been maybe cool at the time if it said like he endorsed me for podcasting or something." It's like, wow, okay, like he listens to my podcast. He randomly found me on LinkedIn and was like, "Hey, I like your podcast." No, it was blogging, something oh. I don't do. <laughs> one of the only things you don't do. It's one of the only things I don't yeah, do. I guess we've learned also that Terry Francona doesn't really carefully read blogs because he read one and thought you did it. But or is Maybe he just he thought like, you were Because LinkedIn will suggest that you endorse people for stuff. And is he just endorsing random people on LinkedIn <laughs> for God knows what? He's spreading joy. He's spreading joy. I don't, like, I don't like LinkedIn because like you'll get those messages like, you know, 423% more people are looking at your profile this week and it's gone yeah, from one to four. It's like pretty much all the messages you get are like automated sales mm -hmm. messages. It's real. It's just, it's not a great spot to be, but sometimes things like that happen. The weirdest thing is always when you get these congratulations for a work anniversary. And like, like I've been recently getting them. I'm like, I don't work anywhere. <laughs> it's a reminder of how you have to update your resume. I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting congratulated on, but I'm fairly underemployed at the moment. And by the way, I need money. <laughs> I'm like, if you really want to congratulate me, send me a card with a 20 in it. Like that, that would really, really. Send me the money for our, our TBD charity. For your TBD charity. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's seriously like I was getting like this just recently, like this just series of congratulations. Correct? I'm like, for oh what? And then I, I looked, I'm like, oh, oh. that's that. that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, oh, reminds oh, me. Thanks. Clearly, you people don't listen to the station. I gotta, <laughs> I have to do an end date now. Yeah, mm, yeah. And then they call you back. They're like, really sorry about your job. <laughs> 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 exactly. Oh. All, right. All right. Lana it's, Berry. You go ahead. You do it. You say Lana Berry, the star of the Lana Berry show with Lana Berry. This time around, no glitches whatsoever. We got through right? the whole we thing. We did it. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah. This was, as always, awesome. Whenever you're available, love to have you again. This is great. We're in a pandemic. I'm always available. Well, maybe, maybe we'll make sure. it work with Molly next time. Maybe. Just let her know it's on video. 
Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to clarify. We'll have to spell out everything. I, I, I honestly, I think until I used the words quad box on Twitter, she had no idea what was going on. I think it was me because I was like, because we were both talking, because I we both go to bed a lot earlier than we used to. And I was saying how it was past my bedtime, but I was like throwing on a little bit of makeup. So I seem presentable. And she goes, wait, <laughs> is this on camera? <laughs> like This was like 20 minutes before we were starting. Oh, well, she's got fair warning for next time. I so. will say, I will say that men, generally speaking, aren't as good about letting women know like when we're going to be on camera for something because like we generally need to like it takes a little bit more time sure. we, we assumed she knew i assumed she knew since you do it every day i resent that you think this just happens like this takes effort <laughs> but like i get those where like someone's like hey do you want to be on my podcast and i'm like sure and then they're like five minutes ahead of time be like okay here's the video link i'm like <laughs> uh, slow your roll excuse me yeah no that, that that i agree like a podcast you have to give an assumption but i'm pretty sure we even said like hey live stream show our nightly web show is how i tell people about this i, yeah, mean, I mean i don't know yeah i mean it's not it's not like the dark web i mean like you know where people web. people are going to identify themselves on this thing <laughs> I mean, I, I, I literally see you post about this show every day. Exactly. Exactly. Also that. We find it's the best way to get people to watch. <laughs> so, so are you, do you guys have sponsors now since you're just working for yourselves? No, like we, we, we lost the sponsor, but we're, we're basically in that building it up to give people numbers to try to like wow them. Okay. And then we're going to, why do you have any ideas? I can, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I can help you. Okay, so Excellent. Welcome to the Late Night Happy Hour with the Kamenetsky Brothers and Lana Berry. <laughs> <laughs> or brought to you by the Lana Berry. Can you get us quick change? <laughs> brought to you by quick change. Oh my God, that's what you should do. You should just like sell out a spot to like anybody who will give you like 50 bucks or 100 bucks. <laughs> so and so brought change. to you by like. <laughs> it's just a big Ponzi scheme. Someone's to get the, name. It's a big Ponzi scheme to <laughs> get the quick change. Phil. Brought to you by Phil. Oh, it'll be like. Our um, podcast is sponsored. Brought to you by Bill 2467. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll be kind of like, you know, how the Packers are owned by like yeah. 75,000 people. Like you yeah. can you can sponsor like one sixty fourth of this show. <laughs> well, I will say this, and I, maybe I, I don't know if Andy would agree or not. If we ever did like the Patreon style, it's not going to be like extra content. We're not like it's when we're doing that thing. We're like, no, you're just paying so that much. Like, 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 like when you subscribe at this level, you get like the secret show. That like no, everybody gets this. And it, I guess maybe if you like it, you give us money. It seems weird, but I mean, it's like it's like you're playing your guitar on the street with your guitar case open. Exactly. That's we're holding it open for like the, you don't throw in a five dollar spot and like the guy pulls you over around the corner and plays you like an, an even better song. That's not how this works. <laughs> it's true. You get the same song whether you put the money in the guy's case yeah. or not. It's exactly the yeah. same. Just some some people though with that with the Patreon like they just have layers and layers and layers. And I will say this came from uh, our friend Pete Zayas at Laker Film Room. He's like, don't do it that way. Just either just put it out there, and if people want to donate because they like what it is, 
it's much easier that way. And it's like, that is the smart way to do it. Yeah. If you're going to be, you know, asking for money. But yes, if you, if you can help, uh, get the show sponsor, bring back, you know, we, we used to have a lot of fun with our old sponsors. So yeah, we'd be down for that. 4 million people a night watch. Is that good? Can we sell that? that <laughs> <laughs> it seems good. Hey, all, all right. right. Cool. Uh, it's the Lanaberry show. It's a podcast. You can find it on uh, iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. It was uh, a big, big deal. And then she brought it back and it's very, it's a great listen and you should do that. And, uh, you just had Rachel Nichols on, you had Molly Knight, like you, you you get some good folks. I know some people. You got you. That was a really, we've been going on too long. It's already, but like that, I will say that was a really, really impressive episode. um, Where you just talked. Yes, because it is, and people should go listen to it. Really honest, just about, yourself and your life and things that you like have gone and, and i was like to put stuff out there and just put yourself out there i was i was i was really impressed and i thought that was valuable stuff so thank good you job. Thanks. what's so funny is um i listen to a lot of podcasts like that that are solo and heartfelt and i'm kind of that person and i was like oh easy like i almost felt like i was cheating so i was like this is so easy i just get to talk i don't even have to deal with somebody else and so um i will say that is the entire second time i recorded it i there's no script there's no talking points i recorded a whole hour-long episode and then i sat back and i was like i hate it so i just went and immediately recorded an entire second episode and i was like great i did it you know cool i don't really remember what i said but you know, you know, I just poured my wow. heart out. And then the next day I had that moment of like, oh my God, like that vulnerability hangover where I was like, I don't even want to post about it. Like, I can't believe I did that. But leading up to it, I was like, this is so easy. Like, it's just me, it's just me talking. And then the response has been so great. But that first day I was like in a hole, like an anxiety hole. So I was like, oh my God, like, it's just me. I can't, if it sucks, I can't blame it on the person. I wouldn't blame it on my guest, but I, you know, sometimes I mean, that's the why conversation we have, yeah. isn't that great. But, and I'm like, no, it's just me talking about like myself and my things I've been dealing with. And, you know, if someone's like, this stinks, I'm like, it'd be like, wow, that, that sucks. No, but it's cool that you did that. Though. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Um, and the, the Molly interview was great. They're all great. So uh, go check it out, download that thing, rate it and review it. It's important. Yeah. People need to do that. Um, all right. Well, we'll do this again. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, it is game one of Palooza. We're not totally sure how it's going to happen, but people are we're just going to talk a lot about game one. It's the NBA finals, people. Uh, Thursday and Friday. It's like eight game games on tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And game one. It's game ones. Uh, and uh, Friday, we'll talk to Vinny Bonsignor after we talk about game two about the Raiders in the NFL. So we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Thank you. Dr. Nidalon. <laughs>